0: Submit it for the approval of the Midnight Society. Oh joy! Let's rock. It makes me wanna fight. Dear journal, it's me, Doug. Do you have it? A... <laughs> baby's gotta do what a baby's gotta do. <gasps> that was a hoot! On your mark. Get set.
1: Welcome to Splat Attack, where we're taking it back to the ghoulish past. I'm your spooky co host, Brett.
2: And I'm your putrid co host, Alex Nance. Ooh, ah, ah, ah. And I think we have some, uh, We have, I think we have another zombie who's decided to join us today. And I'm your
3: crypt keeper, Jordy, from <laughs> Nostalgia Utopia.
0: <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> <scary>. <laughs> yeah.
3: I love it. Yeah, welcome, Jordy, to our podcast. We're so happy to have you here today. Yeah, thanks, guys. I'm happy to be
2: on. Okay, you know what I just realized we should have done? What? If we really want to terrify our audience for October, we should have made this Christmas. Oh, geez. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing scarier for Halloween than Christmas. Right? Exactly. Bait and switch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Although that might bring up the nightmare before Christmas. Is it a Halloween or Christmas movie debate? And I don't know if we have time for that.
2: (laughs) So what are we doing today, Alex? Today, uh, for the month of October, we've got some pretty special stuff lined up. We don't really want to rehash a lot of the same things that other podcasters have done because they've a lot of people have covered the nicker treat stuff. Because up to this right. point, all we've covered is Nickelodeon things. And uh, I know that Big Orange Couch has done some stuff with the uh, Nick or Treat and, and mm-hmm. Snicker Treat, and they're they're all fantastic, but there are so many other things about Halloween that we've not really seen a whole lot of. So today we're gonna be talking about about memorable halloween commercials
1: specifically from the 90s right
2: yeah uh 90s late 80s uh we'll even branch out to early 2000s if you because i mean this is pulling from memory whatever we can recall most Mm -hmm. of it'll be 90s yeah um
1: what do you remember most and enjoying most about seeing halloween commercials in between your favorite shows during this time of year
3: I feel like a lot of people that are into the Halloween time of year you know it's the same kind of thing it's like as this time approaches or this end of the year approaches you know you get little subtle hints of Halloween coming up in the store you're walking through the grocery store you see some like candy that's got the Halloween packaging on it that's just like the one bag and then the next time you go in like a week later it's the two bags and then you know by October 1st you got like these huge stands everywhere in the cardboard uh cut things for Halloween and all that so that's like One of those is one of the biggest things for me growing up of like Halloween and like, you know, getting it into my system and into my blood. And, you know, (laughs) I was also born like October 27th. So I feel like some of the few things that I saw my first days when my eyes opened were just like Halloween decorations (laughs) and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, they probably had some pumpkins and bats hanging around in the in the hospital where you were. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, that was the
2: mobile. Was little tombstones right over right? these heads. Exactly. Yeah, the mobile <laughs> above me. <laughs> well, cool. I fi- I figured just uh, we're not doing a top ten, we're not doing a major countdown or thing like that. It's just uh, I guess we could take turns and just mention a commercial that was memorable to us, and then just keep going around. For
1: me, uh, growing up with Halloween commercials and having that nostalgic feeling for them, uh, it really came down to like the like atmosphere that they imbued into everyday normal things because a lot of the times it was like a product that you're, you're used to having, like maybe going to Taco Bell or McDonald's or having a soda of some sort. When they added that spooky kind of creepy Halloween flair to it, it just made it that much more interesting to pay attention to, even if it was only like 30 seconds long on TV, so... For me, I'm going to be listing quite a few food and toy themed ones just because I was all about food and toys Sad. as a kid. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe at the same time, like going to get food and then have some toys along with it for certain ones that are like fast food related.
2: Uh, why don't uh, one of you guys go first? All right, let me set the scene for you. We have an elderly man who is walking to his shed <laughs> he when he walks in you see these eyes everywhere and then you notice their monster faces and he starts to lean in close with that fisheye camera This starts leaning towards the camera and the monster is going oh i hate this part and then it cuts outside of the shed and you see the dog just staring while you hear it. he steps out and he's got a bucket full of eyes monster eyes are back at taco bell monster eyes are back at taco bell get them while they're fresh and it was the straws with the little curls in it but in the middle oh. of the curls the monster eyes so you get oh, monster yeah. eye straws at taco bell
1: interesting i've never even thought about those i mean silly straws and like the spirally straws were like really popular when we were kids but i didn't even think they did halloween themed ones
2: I think that was late 90s, if I remember right.
3: You would know better than me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like uh, I saw those straws, uh, like, definitely in the ads and stuff at the time for Taco Bell. And then, like, you know, subsequent years after, it was, like, something you'd often see at, like, the Goodwill. Just, like, randomly on the shelf, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. For some reason, I'm getting this vague memory of, like, a green spiral silly straw with, like, a bat that you'd, like, put the straw through and it just, like, hangs on it. So, maybe it's in the same vein of that eyeball one that you mentioned. probably well. Uh, for one of my commercials that come to mind, when I say this quote, does this ring a bell for any of you? Fix me. Oh, yeah, yes.
3: I think, I think, yeah, yeah, yep. yep.
1: It's none other than the big Frank toy, which is basically exactly. a Halloween version of Operation, but in yep. like a 3D sculpted Frankenstein, uh, with a big orange suit. It's really cool because when you open up, there's like all these turning gears and springs and like moving spiders and stuff. Um, and you just like tinker around with him. It's It looks like such a fun toy that I would spend hours on and playing with. Never ended up getting it, but I really love watching the commercial in the hopes that my mom could take me to Toy Works to get it for like some sort of reason. Like, oh, I saved my allowance or I was a good boy today. Will you get it for me?
2: <laughs> I heard him yelling in the castle. Fix me. Fix me. I am going
0: to fix you. <laughs> talking Frank.
2: And that was one that I was wanting as well, but my mom was very against monsters and Halloween. We we don't do Halloween in our house, but we still did trick-or-treating. She didn't like to go buy monster toys, so and I, that one looked like so much fun.
1: It uh came out in 1994. I actually found the dates for all the commercials on my list. Pretty good production values for a 90s commercial. For a toy
3: yeah they used to put in so much more effort back then like, <laughs> they could build a whole set and everything out <laughs> yeah yeah now just press the special effects button and hope it sells something <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. yeah
3: yeah i'll hop on with mine now uh so the first one on my list is going to be like ranked one to five one being my like top one uh but yeah so it's mcdonald's halloween buckets commercial and specifically it was the uh mcnugget commercial where it like zooms into the castle And all the different McNugget buddies are like dressed up in their different costumes, Uh, and then Ronald like asks them, "Hey, what are you guys doing?" And they're like, "Oh, we're making, you know, this uh, McNugget. We're following my mummy's recipe." And like, so I remembered it as like the mummy commercial. Uh, And they're like, "Oh, does your daddy or whatever have a better recipe?" (laughs) They just like mess it up or something. It was late one night in the castle of the chicken McNuggets. What are you making?
0: Sauce. We're using my mummy's recipe. Mummy. uh oh. Uh. This better be good.
3: It'll be great. <laughs>
2: hmm. Does your daddy have a recipe? <laughs>
3: that one, I think, played the most out of all of like the McNugget Buddy commercials for Halloween time. I know they had like a few, uh, but that one I saw like at least for three years running. And it was like one of the bucket commercials. So like right at the end, they had tagged on those McDonald's Halloween buckets mm-hmm. that everybody loves. Oh,
1: interesting. <laughs> Did they show it with like the glow in the dark, and there's like the witch, the pumpkin, and the ghosts' pails. I don't know if
3: that was the year with the glow in the dark pails, but it was the like uh pumpkin, f- witch, and uh ghost but the witch was green instead of purple because I know there's a like, uh, purple witch,
0: in yeah. One year. Now you can get McDonald's Happy Meal pails for Halloween. There's a pumpkin pail, Boo! a witch, ah! and a ghost. Ah! That glows in the dark.
1: Interesting, and they had like the little McNuggets as like puppets talking to. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think was, I like, remember that
3: one. Practical McNuggets, yeah, that they <laughs> used to have for like that. Mac- it's like transitioning from McDonald's Land era into like mm-hmm. the new McDonald's and
2: Friends kind of era.
3: Right. Yeah.
2: And I think even later than that, they did another one, uh, but there was no McNuggets this time. This, this is when they started. Uh, Taper off the of uh, secondary characters, and then it was just mostly kids. And they did one where it was a bunch of kids who were all in costume coming in, and they were like, "Oh, witches and mummies and vampires!" And then it <laughs> was just a boring bucket. There was no uh, cool character design to it. It was just an orange bucket with this bandage all the way around that was decorated in halloween so it wasn't as creative as the others but i do remember that one witches dracula's space aliens they're showing up at mcdonald's for frightfully fun halloween tales one comes with each happy meal you buy
1: i'm pretty sure that commercial worked on me because when i was in first grade i definitely remember having all those buckets um because my sister and i each had one and i remember like getting my hand stuck in it when you had the untwist the the thing that was like acting as the lid on top there's like the twist off part and then you can like take the actual lid off part underneath and i just remember getting my hand stuck in it when i was trying to get certain like pieces of candy out, particularly like big uh, snickers bars or twix bars or something so just to add a little uh nostalgia to that
3: <laughs> yeah i think i remember that because the the top on at least a few of the years it was a cookie cutter that mm-hmm. like came off the top and as a kid i didn't know that and i like i did the same thing i would like shove my hand down yeah. this hole that's like not like a ghost shape or something like right, that right. not a hand shape and you're just forcing what would a kid do with it? a cookie
1: cutter aren't they a little too young to like be baking
3: <laughs> yeah i did it didn't occur to me as a kid that it was a cookie cutter it was like years later i'm like oh this is a cookie cutter this is just i just thought it was a random thing that came off the top you know you're a kid you right. don't think about those things right. Right. <laughs> i probably would
2: i probably would have used it when i was playing with play-doh
3: exactly yeah make stencils yeah. out of them hmm. dual function
1: ooh, ooh. speaking of play-doh that actually reminds me there was a halloween version of uh, that like play-doh factory thing that you'd put the stencils in and you pressed on the red lever and go like, you know, to like get the shape out. Yeah. Yeah. And and it would just
2: (laughs) ooze the piece out through the stenciled shape.
1: Yeah. I think there was a, a spider and a bat version of that. Unfortunately, my memory isn't too vivid about that, but it just triggered like the fragment
2: of what I remember from it. All right. Well, Brett, what is your next one?
1: uh (laughs) funny you say that because uh while we're on the topic of mcnugget buddies that's what i chose (laughs) but but more so like the the mcdonald's happy meal toys where you had like a plastic mcnugget buddy character and they're like naked and then you give them like a costume to put on their head and then the bottom of them And there's like one with like a weird frankenstein outfit there's one with a dragon that i definitely remember having a lot and like playing with it a lot i mean um, and then there was like one with like a weird Ziggy Stardust outfit as like a rock star <laughs> of all things. And then there was like a witch one, a ghost one, I think what else a mummy, there was a mummy, a uh, pumpkin guy. Cause they had like different series of the McNugget buddy costume characters. Uh, I think there's like two different ones from what I remember. There's like the basic Halloween characters, one with like the witch, Frankenstein ghost, et cetera. And then they got a little bit more crazy with like Ronald McDonald's and then the rock star and so on. Mm-hmm. So I always thought those were great. And again, going off of what Joy said before, they just don't make commercials like they do anymore. Because when you watch these commercials, they weren't just selling you something, they were actually entertaining you with a story somehow contained in like 30 seconds and it hooked your intention the entire time
2: yeah what's coming
0: up at mcdonald's this halloween coolish coolish mcnugget buddies with costumes you can rearrange plus masks to give your face a change you get one in each happy meal you buy
3: now that's handy yeah no definitely those uh the mcnugget buddy uh like toys the happy meal toys with the costumes i specifically remember those because i had like the uh dracula mcnugget buddy yes i forgot about him i had him too yeah those are i think there was a frankenstein mcnugget buddy too it was like one of those things i wanted to get them all but you know right so like oh no fast food you can't have it all you know see that that's the things about
1: 90s marketing they always like linked toys to everything to appeal to the kids and then the parents are like oh my god what are you ad agencies doing to us trying to put us in the poor house because we have to buy every happy meal toy (laughs) (laughs) which is a very real thing i definitely remember collecting like a whole tub of them over the past decade as a child right but aside from that just to close up on the mcnugget buddies um i do remember actually biting them as a kid trying to see if there was actual chicken inside, but nope, it was just hollow plastic, (laughs) soft hollow plastic that you can tease on. (laughs) Jeez, McDonald's. Way to false advertise. I want real McNuggets with (laughs) costumes.
2: (laughs) Well, my next one, speaking of food, starts with a haunted house that looks very much like a combination between the Bates home, not the Bates Motel, but the Bates Mm. home, Mm. and the Adams Family home. Hmm. and it was I believe that part was a model and the camera pans inside of it and then you get Toucan Sam flying through the inside and uh, there was a moonlight coming through the window shining on a single table with a oh follow your nose and there's <laughs> a bowl of Fruit Loops
0: we're all-
2: with ghosts are here. I can't remember because Smacks did the same thing. Mm-hmm. And one of those two, I forgot which one, but one of them had Scooby-Doo tie-in for a toy.
0: Whoa, what's going on in Count's castle? Mm-hmm. Count Chonkula? Frankenstein? the crystal ball we're looking in on
2: the newest stars to appear in my count chocula cereal whoa it's scooby-doo and my new chocolatey marshmallows there's scooby-doo too yes special new marshmallows shaped like ghosts and shaggy the mystery machine and of course scooby-doo for a limited time in monster cereals a scary part of a good breakfast i very much remember for the fruit roll up fruit roll ups the fruit loops commercial was that model haunted house and how cool that thing looked because they really went like we were just saying how much they they went the extra mile they didn't just animate the darn thing they built the darn thing
1: yeah it sounded like they really went all out with that model i would have loved to see it in person just to like touch it and play with it like a miniature dollhouse or like one of those mini model cities that were like popular in 60s toys
3: yeah yeah dude yeah the just like the art of miniatures it seems just like to disappear you know there used to be all those classic you know intros to like hbo or just commercials of halloween or whatever it be mac mac tonight you know and uh just they built these miniature cities and they just were like so much more engaging Mm -hmm. looking at it like that because you know it's small you know it's not a real city but the amount of detail gives it like this almost like surrealistic you know, feeling of like, you're like taken to a dream world and something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of the intro of Edward Scissorhands, actually, when they do that sweeping camera shot across the whole neighborhood leading to the castle. And I'm like, if that was done in CGI, I definitely wouldn't have been as engaged as I was back then because it just looks so cool. And, you know, it was hard to imagine how they would actually film that life size. So it just really fed into your imagination. And I think that's a common thread with a lot of things we love most about, you know, our childhood in the nineties and late eighties is that it, it was a lot of the content that was being created was very imaginative. And it also allowed you to use your imagination to fill in the gaps and like take the ideas further. So if you saw like a haunted house on TV, you would imagine afterwards, like, Ooh, what would it be like to actually go inside that haunted house? Who would I actually meet there?
3: No, I'm, I'm totally in the same camp as you. Anytime I see just like the facade of like a haunted house, like one of those old Victorians, I'm just want to like go inside. It's like, it's like Clue or something. Like where's the yeah. secret passage? Where's the secret door? Right. There's a hidden mystery here. You got to take the dumb waiter up to some secret level. My next one up is uh, it's a Coca-Cola commercial. This is like one of those late 80 ones. Uh, mm-hmm. It's 1989. And uh, this is the Coca-Cola commercial where it's like a, kid he's with his friends having a sleepover and he's like telling his friends about the story of this monster it's this hideous monster that's gonna like come and get them and uh, they're drinking coca-cola and then all of a sudden his older sister uh you know breaks into the room kicks down the door basically and like comes in she's got all of her you know makeup mask and everything on like that for like you know beauty mask or whatever it is and they're like oh it's horrible it's hideous it's the monster you know and then he's just like pushes them and stuff like that but it's like one of those just like classic feel good coca-cola commercials you know what i mean from like the 80s and 90s where it's just like mm-hmm. oh it's like oh shucks this moment <laughs> between these two siblings
0: check it out You Shut You guys are so immature. Was that your sister? I'm not sure.
3: Get out of here. But the funny thing is, is that that kid uh, was Joey Lawrence, who was like mm. a famous child actor at the time. And, uh, yeah, so I had, like, watched him in, like, Brotherly Love, and he does, like, the voice of uh, Oliver and Oliver and Company. Uh, So, yeah, it's just, like, that classic, like, 90s, late 80s feeling. It's just, like, this combination of, like, Coca-Cola, Joey Lawrence, sibling rivalry kind of sitcom-style stuff. Yeah, not
1: to mention that he was uh, pretty famous once he starred in Blossom. Whoa! (laughs) He, (laughs) he, He was actually there for the the Nickelodeon studio like time capsule event too. It that was. I, I think Michael Malley was as, as well. He was like helping them yeah. put the capsule in. So, um, you know, we could always talk about that in our episode, but it's a nice little trivia bit.
2: And he also did uh, joy Lawrence did also a couple of the true stories from famous people. Mm. Uh, he did one when he was a, a tiny little thing. And then he did one when he was a little older, when he was a teenage heartthrob.
1: yeah really it's really interesting to go through different actors uh histories like other than what you most you know them uh most well known for uh Mm. to see like commercials and everything that led up to it and like how how early they got into acting i i always found that quite fascinating like the timeline for certain people's careers
2: all right brett what is next for you my friend
1: well moving right along with food i gotta give you this one because uh I owe a lot to these types of this series of commercials uh, for this.
2: Are you going to say what I think you're going to say?
1: So the thing with these commercials is that I owe my entire drawing career to it because this is where I started. And when I saw this on TV, I was like, oh, my God, what is this? It's crazy as like a three year old. And I took like my grandma's fax paper and then just scribbled or tried to trace the characters on screen as fast as I could, not realizing that it was only there for 30 seconds and then gone forever back then. And so that kind of just sparked my imagination to get into illustrating. And it is Pizza Hut, specifically the Pizza Head show, the trick or treat edition.
2: That, that's on my list as
1: well. Awesome. Yeah. I I don't know what it is about like the whole Mr. Bill kind of scenario with the pizza hut and then the Steve pizza cutter. Um, but it just it just tickles me in a delightful way in terms of like feel good nostalgia. This one takes place on like a haunted house on a on a cliffside uh, just beyond the pizza hut uh, restaurant and like pizza pizza face or is that what his name is? Pizza Head. Pizza um, head. Yeah, he, he goes in a, dressed as a pirate and he's like going up the stairs. He sees eyes of pictures moving. The Pizza Cutter Steve character comes out dressed as a mummy. And then I think he turns into a bat and then like carries him back to um, the the Pizza Hut restaurant. And then out of nowhere, just a giant, massive pumpkin Falls from the sky and crushes the model restaurant. And it's like, yep, see you next time. <laughs> it's like that crazy Looney Tunes humor you just gotta love mixed with uh, Mr. Bill from uh, the yep. SNL sketches. Now it's time for the Pizza Head show.
2: Hey, everybody, I'm done trick or treating and now I'm gonna go for a stuffed crust pizza at Pizza Hut. Yay!
1: Not yet, Pizza Head. There's one more place to go.
0: Uh, I don't think anyone's home. Sure, there is. Oh, trick or treat. Hmm, interesting hieroglyphics on this <laughs> game. Quick pizza head, let's go upstairs. Hey, hey, who is here anyway? It's your host,
2: Count Steve.
0: Oh, nice place. You gotta ah! I want a pizza.
2: Now. The Count will be happy to give you a win. Hey, put me down. Put me down. See you next time. Boom. And see, the one I remember was when they did the Goosebumps party. Yes. Back.
1: That was the other Halloween one, too. Yep.
2: And, yep. and uh, he went in, or they put him inside, and there was a bunch of the Steve Cutters, but they were all just as Goosebumps characters. Right.
1: And I-, I think if I remember correctly there was the the horror land horror there was curly the the skeleton with like the pink mohawk and then there Mm -hmm. was slappy so there's three in total but there might have been more that's all i noticed
3: yeah i think there was four i think it was like one of the like monster land uh monsters Mm -hmm. uh, was probably the fourth one but yeah that was that was one i definitely remember the one with the pizza cutters Uh it's just like oh no it's the pizza cutters it's a nightmare yeah Yeah. it was so clever to just merge those two things taking like the mr bill just like making it for kids for honestly you know honestly if they
1: had the money to do it i would have easily watched this as like a web series or like a tv series because it's just it's my my smile is like ear to ear for the entire 30 seconds it's on air i just love it it's fun it's the Pizza
0: Head Show. Hey, everybody! I'm on my way to Pizza Hut to get a Goosebumps kids pack. Yay!
2: Almost there. Hey, this isn't the right way. Well, scarecrow Steve says it is. He's no Scarecrow! Sure he is.
0: <laughs> Ooh! Yo! Yeah. I think I the neighbors.
2: Look, Pizza Head, you'll be perfectly safe in there.
0: Uh, okay. No!
2: Relax, the Goosebumps guys just want
1: you for dinner. See you in the next ah! Lifetime. Now you can collect one of three ghoulish Goosebumps glow and tell story card sets and you buy a Pizza Hut kids pack.
3: Yeah, it's very reminiscent of like Kablam and stuff like that, where yes. it's just like, you know, like these Sadie short, comedy. you know, little, exactly. And kids love that stuff back there. There was so much of that on yeah. Nickelodeon and Disney Channel, these like in-between show, short mm-hmm. shows.
1: Uh, So just to make a mention of it, the Pizza Head uh, trick-or-treat one was in 1991, and apparently it was a series that lasted for the whole decade, so 91 to
2: 99. Wow. Yeah. Amazing
1: they made that many, but they
2: somehow did it. (laughs) Continuing with Pizza Hut, uh, as a kid, I remember the one thing about pizza I did not like was the crust. Hmm. I loved the pizza, but the crust didn't want it. Love breadsticks. I don't know what my what my seventy year old brain was thinking. Was it too crunchy for you? I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Hmm. Uh, I think it was a, a big part of it, maybe that I just like cheese sauce, and hmm. that would always run out with the breadsticks, and now I have nothing to dip my my crust into, and I didn't want it anymore. But when Pizza Hut released their stuffed crust pizza, that was yeah. a whole game changer, and that came out at the same time that casper came out ah, and there was an advertisement for pizza hut where casper well they were uh, something is brewing at pizza hut and you'd see ghosts weaving in and out but it took a little while about halfway through the commercial before you saw it was casper holding a tray of or a, a pizza pie taking it to people and uh f- fat, stretched, and stinky were sitting at a booth and Fatso was just gobbling them up. It's like, oh, I'm eating like a fleshy. There's
0: an odd, unexplainable phenomenon haunting Pizza Hut. Is it another worldly spirit compelling these people to eat their pizza the wrong way? No, it's new stuffed crust pizza,
2: with a ring of cheese baked in the edge of a totally new, thinner crust.
0: And with a large just 9 dollars every living person will be eating it the wrong way, crust. first. Hey, look! I'm eating like a fleshy, too! <laughs> and even some not-so-living. You'll love this stuff, we're made Pizza Hut!
2: <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah because in in um, the movie they, they didn't refer to you know people as people they were fleshies
3: yeah fleshies <laughs> interesting
2: <laughs> what well, wasn't I that the that
1: the pizza hut commercial of like the little glow-in-the-dark characters like the four casper ghosts or am i thinking of something else
2: uh it might have been i don't remember i do mm-hmm. know that casper had a glow-in-the-dark uh the eyes glow-in-the-dark he had a glow-in-the-dark doll but i don't know if they had anything uh, italians to pizza hut or not they may have but i don't recall yeah
1: i vaguely remember that in the back of my memory because i'm like no i want casper when my mom took me to pizza hut to get it and then it's like oh sorry we only have like the ugly grumpy one (laughs) so (laughs) i'm like no i don't want him i only want casper because i love casper he's friendly the other one's so he was a spoiled white middle-class american kid in the (laughs) 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 there's a new
0: spirit at pizza hut hi casper welcome Uh, living or not now when your parents order any pizza or pepsi you can get a glow-in-the-dark hand puppet from the movie casper a
3: dollar 49 each and only at pizza hut
0: Uh,
3: yeah i definitely remember that commercial yeah the one where casper's got the like the waiter tray and he's going mm -hmm. delivering around the uh pizza hut back when you know pizza had had like that like iconic inside with like the hanging lights yes yeah like the stained glass window lights yes exactly exactly yeah oh man it just takes you back so my next one is another mcdonald's ad uh but this one isn't mcnugget buddies this is the uh 1998 uh scared silly commercial uh and this was like the First appearance that anybody really got of the class key supo Ronald McDonald from the reinvention. Yeah. It's coming back to me now. Yeah, it was um that was the their Halloween, they because they made the VHS tapes, right? They had like a series of VHS tapes that they released. And the Mm -hmm. first one was their Halloween episode, I guess. So that was the the Scared Silly episode. That was like that's number one. I have it like back here with me. It came with like a little holographic card and everything yep. like
1: that. I actually got that VHS tape back at the time and me and my sister replayed it until it broke.
0: <laughs>
3: it yeah. Was fun. yeah, dude. It was great. And the, you know, just getting classy supo behind like animation, you know, for a Ronald McDonald it was so brilliant at the time because yeah. Rugrats was doing great. Everything else, Nickelodeon, Nicktoon and, was doing well. And,
1: and all the Ronald McDonald characters translated pretty well to their style. They didn't look too like off putting or strange. It just seemed to work back then.
3: Yeah, they, yeah, and like, I think that's props to the animation team too, you know, just to like translate these like goofy, you know, big suit characters into something, you know, cool and animated. Right.
1: Yeah, these <laughs> very rounded 80s mascots get a little bit warped and bumpier when they go into classic-y Supo world, but it's still delightful.
3: Yeah.
0: Want to bring
2: something home for the kids? <laughs> In honor of Ronald's haunted Halloween, McDonald's has a Happy Meal with haunting candy holders, and there's a new animated video, Scared Silly. Nearly forty fun-filled minutes starring Ronald McDonald and friends, as your kids have never seen him before. Let's stick together. We'll make it through this. Only three forty-nine with any purchase. Only while supplies last. No! Only at McDonald's. Scared Silly will have you looking at Ronald in a whole new way. Did somebody say oh. McDonald's? <laughs>
3: Yeah, and I think in the ad, it was, like, just under $4 for the tape, and I remember that tape being, like, so valuable to me as a kid. I'm like, wow, it's just a $4 tape at the time, you know? It's like... (laughs) Well, it seemed like a lot of money
1: as a kid. Like, $20 seemed like a lot back then, and now it seems like pennies with all the expenses we have. (laughs) Yeah, so that's a...
3: Probably one of like the most iconic ones to me, too. Just I remember that ad playing and like I was like, okay, we got to go to McDonald's. That was like one of the ones it's like you just had to go right away. Bug your parents, Mm -hmm. tug on their clothes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, McDonald's definitely had their A game when it came to persuading kids to buy food from them, because half the time they didn't even want the food. They just wanted the toy or the VHS tape or whatever they had for sale that accompanied the toy or the I mean, the meal or the drink.
3: Yeah, no, it was good advertising. You know, it's just like disposable food that, you know, you don't really care about. So it's like make you care about something else and go buy the food as a side, you know.
1: (laughs) I mean, I hate to admit it, but if they actually had halfway decent Happy Meal toys at McDonald's, maybe I borrow my sister's uh, son to have an excuse to go get some.
2: I don't need that excuse. They came out with Mario toys a a few years ago before my son was born. Didn't stop me. I was like, "No, I want those Mario toys." I have a, I had a whole bookcase full of just Mario Brothers merchandise. I like, nope, mine, mine. I will buy a <laughs> meal. I am twenty something years old. Don't care. Mario toys. Mine.
1: The cashier is probably like, "Sir, why are you buying twenty Happy Meals? Do you really have that many children?" Uh, maybe I have a foster,
2: lot of- <laughs> foster children. All of them. I've,
1: I've extended relatives. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So for my next one. I don't know if this is cheating, but hey, it's it's a spooky show, so I still think it counts because there's a bedsheet involved, so ghosts and whatnot. Do you guys remember that SNICK commercial that would come on like near the end of SNICK when it ran on Saturday nights, where it like showed that Asian kid watching TV in a dark room and he had like a bedsheet he was like hiding under. Yes. And then like there was static on TV, and then it showed a bunch of like ghosts and ghouls. Like I remember the tale of the Quicksilver Demon was in it and just being freaked out to no end. And then there's like the the King's Ghost from Bookish Babysitter, Ghastly Grinner, maybe a few others. That one really stood out to me as like a Halloween commercial just because it would always like air more times uh, than not around spooky season back then. Um, So that's why I'm counting it for my list. Are you watching?
0: Are you afraid of the dark in the dark? Well, what are you afraid of?
2: so terrifying about tales of the unknown, the unseen, and the undead? After all, there is nothing in the dark that isn't there in the light. Or is there? Tune in for another tale of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Tomorrow at 730-630 central on Nickelodeon. Because the
3: real terror never begins until night falls. Uh,
2: going along with that, because uh, there was a Nickelodeon commercial that I remember, but I, I had vague memories of it when it came out at the time. But whenever I became an adult and I was getting back into all this and I found it again, completely brought back the memories of it. Because it, this was late 90s for me. And this mm. was right at the time that I was getting out of Nickelodeon. But they had the Nickelodeon Fright Fest. And it was another one of those Ooh. commercials where they showed the... Ha- the haunted house and the camera was going from window to window and mm. they were saying uh, oh, 12 nicktoons you have rugrats doug and yeah alex Mack was not a nicktoon but they had that on <laughs> there and cousin skeeter pete and pete Rocco, hang arnold are you afraid of the dark tiny toon adventures inspector gadget animorphs and all real monsters the whole commercial was just spitting all those out right starting one day early Nickelodeon Fright Fest! The Nickelodeon Fright Fest treats you to 12 Halloween Nick Shows, one day
0: early. Progress Doug and Alex Mack, Cousins Skeeter, Pete and Pete. Rock of Potter, Night Arnold, are you afraid of the dark? Tiny Toes, Inspector Gadget, and
2: Emotional!
0: Tune in today at 3, Central.
2: That one was very definite halloween but there was stuff like you've mentioned that it's labeled halloween but it got played around the halloween season a lot so yeah i totally agree yeah
3: awesome. there's definitely uh that are you afraid of the dark with like the uh pulling up the sheet i remember that that one played a lot and that was like one of the big ones that reminded me of like oh yeah are you afraid of the dark saturday night I gotta go watch it saturday night you know i think there was another one I don't know if I don't think it was "Are You Afraid of the Dark" specific, but it was a Nickelodeon one, and it was a kid and his dad. And I know that they were like like flashing stuff on the TV, and maybe it's just my memory misplacing it, but I feel like they put "Are You Afraid of the Dark" and a few other uh, like either horror-themed or just Halloween-themed episodes. And in that episode, or in the commercial, it was like this dad, this kid going back and forth with each other, trying to like change the channel except mm. the kid was telepathic i guess and so he oh yeah like,
1: yeah I, i'm remembering this now whoa this
3: dad this kid battling for it. and then it was like this weird wonky like radio noises was like the most iconic part of it it was like eew, eew, or something like mm-hmm. that yep. and uh yeah and i was like it confused me the first few times i watched as a kid it's like what's even going on here there's something going on i don't understand what's going on
1: <laughs> right and then
3: i think i eventually figured it out i'm like oh He's changing the channel that's why
2: he's squinting i wasn't sure what was going on
1: <laughs> was that a nickelodeon bo- bumper or a commercial because i feel it was like it was a bumper okay yeah.
2: it was a bumper but that's another one they played right around the halloween season as well yeah, yeah
1: man now that's unearthing some deep memories for me where like i just remember like some sort of trick-or-treating thing that kind of had a pete and pete feel to it that was like trick-or-treating safety from the late 80s era yep where it had yeah, that yes. you know uh impact font and then like the nickelodeon shape you know very mm-hmm. basic graphics but i think that was pretty jack cool jack lantern
3: yeah yeah there was it, a talking jack-o'-lantern yeah clip, right? i think so i remember that commercial i think i like watched it at least a few times as a kid even though mm-hmm. I, that, that would have been old for me but maybe i had like a taper that just played on like tmc or something like that right yeah i think
1: we're gonna go back into toy territory now and believe it or not, this is the graphic that we used for our episode today. It is um, well, if you recognize the the green monster, you'll know that this is from the toy Haunted Highway.
3: Yes, oh, yes, 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 yes. The evil eye, right? That- mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah, there's like the one. This- This green creature that like literally busts through the asphalt and he says something really creepy and it's like all stop motion anime, which is super cool. It adds to the creepiness and then it shows like this track where like the little slot cars are racing and then they jump through his like cardboard cutout version through the mouth and he's got like the arms going back and forth flailing and there's noises playing um. I think that might have been the only gimmick for it. I don't know if it had like any other like castle parts to it or what, but uh, I just remember the commercial being obstacle. really good. I
2: think there was some barrels that they like nuclear waste barrels they crashed yeah. through, and at one point uh, the two tracks got so close together that they they were like sliding against each other that they gotcha. separated again. So they, so they had some
1: really twists up. and turns, and then like splitting off. Yeah.
2: Yeah who
0: dares race on my haunted highway two monster trucks prepare yourselves my evil eye is out to destroy you your blazing speed won't save you from my rolling eyeball take the lead on suicide squeeze bust him up on dead man's curve you must beat him and beat me escape my evil eye and win new from Pyco, haunted highway electric racing battery not
2: included i've got my eye out for you
1: yeah, slot car toys were pretty popular back then. I don't know why I never got into them.
2: Cause it didn't yeah, work very much.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they always That's fly true. off the track too, and just like break immediately, crash and like,
1: burn in the corner.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But slot car tracks, yeah. The haunted highway one, I can't. I'm either remembering it alongside another one, or it was the one where it had like it was that green creature. I remember that. Yeah. He had yeah. like these like big yellow eyes, and I I think if I remember correctly, he like one of the eyes popped out. And you had to like get by before the eye popped out. You like went through his mouth, uh, yep. came out the other side. Yeah. It was like, that was the part I remember from the commercial. Can you escape my evil eye? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I love the creepiness
1: and just the sheer amount of effort they put into that, even though I had no interest in the toy. That was from
2: 1995, by the way. Because there was a, there was a Hot Wheels one, too. There was a Hot Wheels track that was somehow, it was a Graveyard. Uh, mm-hmm. Graveyard Dash. Graveyard. That may have, may have been it. I have the commercial for that one, too. I just don't know where it is. But I do remember that there was a Hot Wheels track that was very much the same idea. Mm-hmm. Idea. Anyway. It's the new Nightmare Alley 6.
0: Nightmare Alley with micro Hot Wheels cars. Nightmare, Nightmare hey. Alley. Crank up the speed and charge the
2: Come them up and watch them glow. Yes,
0: yes. to the bowl. Aaaaah!
2: Nightmare Alley set comes with three micro-cars. Batteries not included, you put it together. For use of micro-hot-wheel cars only.
1: So if you, any of you guys remember the toy domino rally, it used to come in this like really big box and they had different themes that they would sell you. Like there was like one where the end goal was push the dominoes into a rocket to make it go up. But the one that I particularly got, and yes, I begged my my mother to take me to toy works or toys R us to get it. Um, It was the one that was like Halloween themed or like creepy skeleton themed. And I just remember that. All the dominoes were glow in the dark and it had this huge glow in the dark like skull on the top of this pedestal and like fall down these these like stairs that came with it to like eat the dominoes or like spit them out of its mouth while its eyes moved back and forth. And then I think there's like some other gimmicks attached to it too, like a cauldron or like a little graveyard gateway.
0: a brand new tool, yeah. Bites out. Go neon bright in the night. Check it out. Domino Dealer. Make you want to shout. Yeah. Go. 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 For the Super Sensation Alley. Wow. Rally. So many ways to Domino Rally. Plus Domino Dealer from Play Toy. Each set sold separately. Batteries not included.
1: And the only reason why I remember that so vividly now that I think of it is that I melted the, the skull after I got <laughs> sick of the domino rally with like, a, with like a light bulb because I was like, come on, you got to glow a little bit brighter. And I literally was like pushing uh, like some sort of light bulb or flashlight with a really hot light bulb against it to like force it to glow a little lighter. And it just ended up melting the plastic. And then I got the toy taken away from me because it started smelling like plastic in the living room. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah that i guess you can say that's an honorable mention by proxy
3: <laughs> uh so i had taco bell halloween commercial this time oh uh, my god
1: is, is, is this uh, with nacho and dog the animated yes
3: characters? yeah yep, it's nacho and dog it's this like is 1996 on my this was yeah. actually
1: my next one on my list so we can talk about it together <laughs>
3: yeah like, might as well right <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, they had been used like a few times uh, before in like marketing and stuff like that with Taco yep. Bell. And then they kind of just became like the kids mascot kind of competition. Right. Cause that they were like the kids meal mascots at Taco Bell. Yep. Everyone had to have a kids meal mascot at that time. Yep. They, like the Burger King BK kids meal, like the high tech. Oh, They looked, were like, awesome. The kids from recess, but just like given high tech nineties gear stuff. And then uh, yep. you had the Ronald McDonald and friends. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so this is uh uh, nacho and dog uh ad and this is the uh, one where uh nacho comes in and he's like i'm a bean burrito yep and uh he was voiced by man dark or the guy that did man Eddie Bar- Deason, dark.
1: actually yep
3: yeah yeah and uh yeah just like so iconic that voice at that time uh just so it's like just really good clever you know like they knew what kids were watching they knew what kids were liking so they brought this person over and it They were just fun characters. They were like roommates, if I remember correctly. Yeah,
1: they were. And they lived inside of a taco, apparently, because one of the toys that they gave away in the kids meals was like this Polly Pocket Mighty Max style taco toy where you'd open up and it'd be like a Simpsons style living room with like a TV and a couch and then sitting on it. And you can like move them around, which I thought was pretty advanced for like a Happy Meal toy or like a kids meal toy. So that was pretty neat. And then the other toys from the Nacho and Dog series I remember getting were like squeeze squeezing the uh nacho uh character and it like it's tongue stuck out i made a whoopee cushion noise um and then there was one that had to do something with tape i don't really remember that one and then another one oh oh yeah it was like the dog tape dispenser I'm trying to think what the fourth one was cuz there was only four at the time but that particular commercial advertised Goosebump toy, so Goosebumps is making its way into everything in the height of its popularity back then
3: <laughs> right so true yeah that's uh, specifically this one was yeah Goosebumps uh ad and it had the uh this was one that probably was the most iconic to me because I went and had the toy like I remember getting the toy specifically from the commercial having the toy and holding on to it for years until I just like abused and abused it and it was specifically the cuddles hamster interesting uh, from goosebumps yeah, yeah it's monster like the, blood too exactly yeah everyone remembers it as like the monster blood hamster and uh it like folded inside out so it was like this Ooh. inside out thing and when you fold it in inside out it was basically like i actually have it here behind me but yeah it's it's like this guy right here oh
1: no way it's it looks like one of those like gross monster head ball yeah that you would buy yeah kind of like a
3: mad ball yeah when you
1: squeeze it like there's some sort of gimmick like blood would like come out through it or like it would shoot a projectile
3: yeah if you fold it like inside out like that then you get like this like monster blood gross out vomit stuff yeah and on the outside it's all like green and you see his organs and stuff like that so i remember just like using the hell out of this toy as a kid i would just constantly bend it back and forth bend it back and forth throw it across the room one of those rubber toys you would just abuse yeah yeah to
1: to add to that I actually remember having the slappy toy um in that goosebumps assortment of kids meal toys where you could like extend his head like some weird translucent tube and like pour candy down it and it would dispense at the bottom and I think it came with some sort of like Reese's Pieces M&M type candy when you got it at first but you can like fit anything that was small and Digestibles candy um, to play with, and then after a while, when I got sick of filling it with candy, I just like put pose his head in weird like angles just to have fun with it, like a <laughs> like a bendy straw. So Taco Bell presents Nacho and Doll.
0: Nacho, is your costume on yet? Okay, I'm ready. Finally, ta-da! Ooh, what are you supposed to be? I'm a bean burrito. Now, when you buy a Taco Bell kids' meal, you can get a Goosebumps toy. Get the Rapid Mummy, the Skullmobile, or more. But beware, you're in for a scare. You can collect all four Goosebumps toys at Taco Bell. Oh, how cute, a bean
2: burrito. And what are you? Mm. Taco Bell. Fetch that food, dog.
1: Yeah, they had some uh, interesting toys tied to that.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. Any of the Goosebumps toys, when. At that time, it was just like my go-to place. I had to go there and get its biggest book series for me. Loved reading it. Same love here.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm dying to do an Are You Afraid of the Dark versus Goosebumps series uh, on this podcast. So hopefully we can make that work in the future. And if we do um, decide to do them, we'd love to have you on for one of them.
3: Oh,
2: yeah. Yes. No, I'd love to be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> All right, Alex, what do you got for us next? My next was...
2: One of my favorite series of commercials in the 90s, Energizer Bunny.
1: Ooh, he keeps going and going and going and going.
2: But this one uh, was he was passing by Transylvania mm. and uh, Dracula, or just a vampire, didn't have to be Dracula, but woke up from his slumber and that had a Polaroid of the energizer bunny within his coffin right as the energizer bunny is walking by is oh I must get that battery and he goes outside into the out of the castle and as soon as he walks out the key falls out of the door and then the sun starts to come out and he just stares at the sun oh crap and then <laughs> oof, he's gone and the energizer bunny is still doomed I remember seeing that
1: one. Yeah, short and sweet, but also entertaining. Uh, reminds me of the tale of the Midnight Madness from Mario Fear the Dark because that's how Suratu is defeated at the end, just the yes. burst of light.
3: And yeah, the Energizer Bunny was such an iconic. Like you don't even see it barely anymore, and if you did, yeah. I don't know if it would hold the same weight or impact. But it was like
2: he's he's still batteries. around. <laughs> he's, he's still, still going, around, huh? But he's he's aggressively hitting his drum now. <laughs> uh, there, the I think the latest one was he had actually hit the drum so hard that he broke it and then he had to put it, throw it down and pick up the new one, dunk, 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 and he'd hit it again and it would break. And I think it was because the batteries now had twice as much power or something to that effect where there's more oomph in the battery which is why he's <laughs> breaking the drums now. But no, he's he's still going. Uh, He's now a CGI character as opposed to a practical prop toy. Ooh. Yeah. yeah,
3: they do that with everything, right? Yep. But, yeah, I mean, it's just, that's, it's so clever, you know, just to like make people care about like batteries. Like, ooh, do you really care about any other type of battery? Not Duracell, really. The
2: Duracell yeah. family.
3: The Copper Tops, yeah. <laughs> it's not quite
1: the same unless you have a character attached to it though. And of all things, a, a pink bunny. Would you see this thing around Easter? Probably not. But you know that whenever you see it, you think of batteries and if you need some, and if you don't, if you don't have any, you gotta go get them because you know, they last long. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. It's almost like clever advertising. Cause you think about or marketing. Cause you think about it like at the time, Every kid had to buy batteries because batteries not included, right? Right. And oh, man. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. So you go to get batteries, and you're like a kid. You don't have any preference in battery, but you see the one with the pink rabbit, and you're like, "I'm gonna get these ones." You got to get Energizer, you know. You're grabbing those for your toys. So yeah. I think that rem- yeah, was pretty smart.
2: I remember like, in elementary school, I was so upset with one of my uh, buddies who was in school because we all had to pick a science experiment in our class and the teacher already had a set everyone's going to pick one of these and one of them was which battery lasts longer energizer or duracell
0: Hmm.
2: and i at the time going through the list i was like oh that's boring and then i picked something else and my buddy got that one and then he had the brilliant idea of just playing game boy until the batteries ran out <laughs> then i got upset and it was i got D- energizer and played until it ran out and i got duracell and played till it ran out and energizer i think lasted about twice as long
3: yeah i, I mean, guess the proof's in the pudding then right but anyway next commercial
1: <laughs> changing the channel <laughs> it's another toy it's from 1993 and it's got a it's got a catchy hook to it, and I don't know if it technically counts as Halloween, but I'm doing it anyways because it's. You'll you'll see what I mean when I talk about. Um, all I'm gonna say is, Mighty Max, Mighty Max. Yes, uh, specifically <laughs> Polly Pocket. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, what what do I have to say about Mighty Max? I really loved playing with these sets growing up, despite only having like three of them. I had like this this creepy looking teal alien guy with like a weird worm thing uh for a tongue i had like this toxic mask thing that really creeped me out because i had beady red eyes i had the 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 copperhead snake that was like uh canyon themed and then i had this one which was the skull and they actually had also a comic and uh animated series that went along with it too so great toy tie in there that actually worked well um the skull dungeon one is like my favorite mighty max head of all the ones i've owned Inside, it features um, like this mad scientist laboratory with like a Frankenstein monster and a mad scientist. And there's like three different levels in the back of the skull, where the top is like the little library area with a chair, and then the second area is like stairs and like some laboratory electrodes. Uh, yeah, electrodes or stuff, and then it leads down into the bottom, which is the other half, where it's like the actual lab itself, and then it's got like that that like classic Frankenstein on a on a metal. Surf uh, platform type thing that like rotates upward. So,
0: Mighty Max, Mighty Max, it's Mighty Max, welcome to Skull Dungeon. Wow, Mighty Max, Smasher, get up. Your brain donor is here. Me want brain. No way, slime face. Whoa, watch out for that first step. Oh. It's not over, Mighty Max. Will Max get fried? His fate is in your hands. <laughs> Mighty Max, Mighty Max. You can collect all his adventure sets, each sold separately. Mighty Max figure included from Mattel.
1: What I love most about the Mighty Max heads is that they also fueled into your imagination. You can play with them and like create your own stories and scenarios with them where you're like de- dealing with the villains that are included with it. And so that's why I have to mention it as um as a commercial because this one in particular like made me go out and buy it that next Saturday of like the school week. And um, I also remember getting like the other most Halloween type one, which was like a green, like decrepit zombie hand, And it was interesting because the top of it opened up, not the front. And it revealed the graveyard, which is like a mausoleum. And it had a bunch of skeletons like hanging about. And then in one of the fingers, the index finger you open it up it would be like a crypt and you can like on un- peel peel back the spider webs um that were covering the skeletons which i thought was pretty scary for like a toy back then um but the the thing that really got me with the the hand mighty max was that there was like this haunted tree that was in the back of it when you opened it up and inside the tree is like this weird ghoul that looked like um the album art for iron maiden *Fear the dark dark for 1991 so i think they took a little inspiration from that because the wraith ghoul thing that was included in the tree was like this twisted gnarly thing with like a lot of lumpy wood details that was like all over it and just this garish face like he was trying to suck your soul me mentioning the mighty max toys i think is as halloween as ever because they're all pretty spooky and those are probably the most related to this theme
3: yeah, dude, Mighty Max is classic. And yeah, I, I remember the hand uh, playset because I'd see that on the shelf all the time at the store, mm-hmm. just like a, a row of these. And I wanted it so bad, but I had kind of like a similar thing to Alex where my parents were kind of just like, I, I guess maybe I got luckier because they would wish and wash back and forth, but sometimes they were against dark stuff. Sometimes they're okay with it. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're against dark stuff. And then sometimes they're okay with it. So it's like, and then it's this was one of those things where no, this isn't okay. It's too dark. It's a, gruesome hand it's got stitches and stuff on it it's like it's clearly marketed for kids how bad could it be right <laughs> the advertisers know what they're doing why don't you trust them <laughs> as i collect all of the all of the muddy max toys which are like in the dozens oh, those play sets were awesome and just like kids lugging those things around everywhere yeah they, went
1: they were different sizes too like they had some really small ones that they actually had as happy meal toys at some point which you know we're good yes. for like five minutes but then they had the really big ones. If you had like kids, I mean, parents who spoiled you rotten, there was like the dragon Island one. And then the volcano Island one that I just remember being absolutely massive again at my neighbor's house, because apparently his parents had money to burn on him and I just got (laughs) to play with it there while I
3: had my little skull to entertain me for days on end. And we all have a friend like that. It's just like that one kid that got all those toys and, my yeah. cousins were kind of that kid so it's like i go visit my cousins and they just have like and they had like a few years older so they'd grown out of the toys so i was just had this loot of old toys i could just play with nobody cared about you know like teenage mutant ninja turtles power rangers just like yeah even like masters of the universe toys some older he, stuff too
1: <laughs> right yeah it makes you think about like who influences your tastes in consumable stuff growing up like a lot of it's like either siblings or neighbors or friends at school that like really get you into these types of things.
2: Well, okay. going along with uh, Goosebumps because that one keeps making an appearance <laughs> and Goosebumps made an appearance in Fruit by the Foot and Fruit Roll-Up. Really? There was, I've never uh, seen this. There was a, a very limited time, obviously, but the Fruit Roll-Up was just a specific flavor, but the Fruit by the uh, no, no, no. The Fruit Roll-Up was uh, they had stencils of like bats and spiders and things that you could peel out of it. Whereas the fruit roll-up, uh, fruit by the foot, I am completely messing them both up. The fruit <laughs> by the foot was just a, a specific flavor, but I don't remember what they were exactly. What I remembered was there was a kid who was wanting to enjoy both fruit snacks and he was mm. in a haunted house and there was the, uh, a black and white picture of a girl and then she would reach for the fruit, uh, the fruit roll-up, and she would reach out of the frame and start grabbing pieces. And then there was a bearskin rug of a polar bear, and then that starts reaching for the fruit candies. And then one by one, these different monsters were coming out of different things, taking all the fruit. The scariest thing is running out. Ah! <laughs> What do you get when you combine the irresistible taste of fruit snacks with the spookiness of Goosebumps? New Goosebumps fruit roll-ups with scary peel-outs. And fruit by the foot with creepy Goosebumps story teasers. So deliciously unusual, everyone will try to get their hands on them. But they're only around for a limited time. So what's really scary is running out.
1: When you think about it, that is the scariest thing, because if you really love enjoying fruit snacks so much, you just hate to go through the last one in that particular moment. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, yeah, I don't I really like remember the,
2: what the things were, the, the particular candies. I just remember the setting of that commercial. That was really creative, I thought.
3: Yeah, I have the faintest memory of, like, the polar bear thing that you're talking about. But I I don't know. Maybe I'm misplacing a memory with some other thing that involved the polar bear skin rugs that you never see anymore. Ah, right. (laughs) Jordan, what else have you got? Yeah, so my next one up is, this is the late 90s, pretty much as late as it gets, 1999. Um, This is, like, a promo thing that was for Scooby-Doo. And Hmm. it was really weird. It was just, like, a television special. And they had lined up for Halloween that year. And it was on the back of the Blair Witch Project, having done really well in theaters and becoming like this cult oh, phenomenon.
2: I do know exactly. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, it's called uh, We Shouldn't Have Meddled. And they're like, you know, <laughs> going into like... And this is like just the promo for it because the whole special was like really long. And to be wow. honest, this disparity. is starting to
1: come back to me. <laughs> like,
3: were they in the
1: setting of the Blair Witch? But like, it was scooby-doo characters like yes. superimposed in there wow yeah exactly it was, that like was the blue a blue deep... frame
3: roger rabbit style yeah. live action cartoon mix that's a they deep memory serious. for me you just unearthed
2: Whoa. <laughs> yeah, i remember the advertisements for it because it, that was cartoon network wasn't it
3: it was yeah yeah that was the, was the promo is what i remember because yeah i the promo scared me from watching it. i didn't want to watch it i thought it was going to be way too scary for me
0: this was supposed to be just another mystery in the woods Have you heard these woods are haunted? You can't stay away!
2: Those woods are cursed! I never go near them! Like I bet she never goes near a dentist, either. (laughs) We were cocky. Why shouldn't we be? Don't forget, it's my turn to pull off the mask. But then we got
0: lost. In over our heads. Wait a minute, I found a clue! Footprints! No! Those are our footprints! Those are our footprints! Was the curse Real? Will someone go out there for a Scooby Snack? Somebody? Anybody? Maybe this time we shouldn't have meddled. We shouldn't have meddled.
3: It just, it was really unsettling, the commercial. They're all like scared. They basically rebuild the trailer from Blair Witch Project, one for one, but with the Scooby Doo characters, mm-hmm. all the way down to like that flashlight scene,
2: where she's all scared and huddled, and but they have Velma doing it instead. Be like, we shouldn't have meddled. <laughs> That's the thing I really miss about the Cartoon Network promos and and the bumpers in between because they did not play, they didn't play it up like it was a joke. They played it as serious as possible, which made all of them that much more memorable and funny. Definitely because I remember the one where Elmer Fudd had made a phone call to his girlfriend and she wasn't returning his phone calls so he had to keep calling back over and over but there was no it was played so serious and the promos you're talking about with the Scooby-Doo did the exact same thing
3: yeah yeah definitely it's just like one of those like it's almost like lost media because nobody really cares about it and doesn't really talk about it anymore but yeah it's it's 20 or 40 minute special. I think it was 40 minute but yeah, it was basically just Blair Witch Project with them. But the the promo was the part that I remember the most. It just like rebuilt it all the way up. It just Mm -hmm. set the tension. And like you said, it just treated things so seriously to where, you know, there was no joke or punchline at the end, really, you know? So as a kid, you're like, oh, this is serious.
1: (laughs) Definitely, yeah. Yeah, it's it's surreal to think of Scooby-Doo that way, but it does work well. And speaking of Scooby-Doo and Cartoon Network, have any of you seen the commercials for the Courage the Calorie Dog Scooby Doo mashup that's coming out this fall? Apparently,
2: no,
3: I no, I haven't heard anything on this.
1: Well, definitely look on YouTube for the commercial because my brother showed that to me like a like earlier this fall, and it was just like, "Whoa, why? What? What is happening?" I thought Courage the Calorie Dog died off, you know, and apparently they're like really true to form with like the animation and. Scooby and Courage interacting and like Muriel and Eustace all being there, despite the fact that both of their voice actors are dead now. So I don't know how it's going to work out, but I'm very intrigued with how the whole thing is going to be. I think it's a movie, like a TV movie. Mm -hmm. I'm not positive. Uh Definitely check it out if you uh, do Google search or look on YouTube.
2: Well, my favorite Scooby-Doo crossover was with uh, Scooby-Doo and Supernatural, because that was freaking hilarious. Any Supernatural fans out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. What was your next one?
1: Ooh, I don't know how to best introduce it, but it is from 1992, and it is yet again a toy. So I'm just gonna sing it for you. Creepy crawlers, they're squirmy and wormy, and everything green. Something, 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 sight unseen. Creepy crawlers. I put it on this list <laughs> just for the song alone. Like I love it. It's the best 30 seconds I've ever seen for a commercial. It's silly, it's zany. It's got like this kid with a demented look on his face and a purple shirt and a rat tail and a mullet. And he's like, ooh, look at these weird rubbery plastic creatures I'm putting in an easy bake oven. Ooh, look at me put all these weird-looking <laughs> fluorescent creatures on my dad's glasses or like my mom's bathroom mirror. Ooh, where am I gonna put this one next? You don't know. <laughs>
0: They're squirmy and wormy and purple and green. The grossest little creatures that you've ever seen. Creepy crawlers! Build a monster mold with the colored plastic goop and make a creepy crawler from a yucky monster soup. They're ucky, yucky, squirmy, wormy, very scary, sometimes hairy, squiggly, wiggly, creepy crawly. Creepy crawlers! Screws out your sister, embarrass your dad. You can be a little creep without being bad. Creepy crawlers workshop with plastic goo.
2: Yeah. I don't know if it was Creepy Crawlers or if it was Dr. Dreadful, but one of the two, I remember there was this boy who was waving whatever he just created in front of this girl, and she just screamed, Ew, gross me out. I can never remember. <laughs> I which
3: do remember it. that, and I don't remember yeah. which one either. Yeah, it's hard to play. I think they almost both kind of had an aspect of that because they both were making gummies. Yeah, Dr. Dreadful makes gummies and so did Creepy Crawlies was exclusively gummies. So, And there was both definitely, but yeah, maybe Dr. Dreadful because that ran for longer than Creepy Crawlies Mm -hmm. did or Creepy Crawlers. Speaking of Dr. Dreadful, do I see one of those sets
1: behind you on your shelf?
3: Yeah, so this is probably the easier thing to show because it's like the refill kit, but it looks like identical. Wow, it's it's even
1: sealed too.
3: Yeah, it's a sealed pack of the refilling stuff. I have, like, the full one up there, the full kit and everything. I'm going to yeah. try to recreate them. This is, like, the best part. You got the kids in the lab coats. Because <laughs> that and, uh... makes them
1: official. <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> official uh, mad scientist lab coats. Uh, they got, right. like, the brains and stuff. So, there's a few of them. This is the food kit, and yep. it was sold alongside the Dr. Dreadful drink lab as right. well, and... uh I, I think the food lab would probably have been the better investment because yeah. this, the drinks would probably just taste like sugary water well, and not much else.
1: <laughs> right. Or like turn crazy colors. Um, yeah. Yeah. While we're on the subject, that's actually my next one. So I might as well lump it in and then Alex, you can do it too for after that.
2: Mine actually ties into exactly what you're talking about. So go for it.
1: Oh, we all pick Dr. Dreadful next? Well, my, <laughs>
2: mine has a little more of a twist, but go okay. for it.
1: Yeah, so uh, Dr. Dreadful's Food Lab, that one of, of the Dr. Dreadful series stood out with me the most. Uh, this one came out in 1994 and it had that crazy guy with the, the frizzy Einst, white Einstein mad scientist hair. And he was a very charismatic guy. And I think that was part of the reason why I watched it. But also I just love seeing like the food come to life through the experiments. And I think there was like a skull where you'd make like brain juice or something, or yep. you pull mm-hmm. something out with like a skeleton limb and then yeah. there's like um, spider gummies and just a bunch of other stuff. I mean, we'll play the clip so you can just see what we're talking about, but it was it looks really cool and it also almost almost scared me and like acted as a challenge to like try it out to see if it was actually edible or if it tasted like
3: garbage. <laughs> like tasted as
1: creepy as it looked, I should say. Exactly,
3: right? The real challenge is like putting it in your mouth and
1: trusting it
3: to be <laughs> right. <true. laughs>
1: and and keeping it down too. <laughs>
0: Gross! Hi, I'm Dr. Dreadful, and this is the Dr. Dreadful Food Lab. Makes lots of gross things. And then you eat them. <clears throat> Dr. Dreadful's monster skin. <laughs> mm. Care for a tasty tarantula? Fly? Cockroach? You can make swarms! And now magic powder, stir and.. Wash your brains! No, mm, foodie! The Dr. Dreadful Food Lab makes gross things again and again. It's totally dreadful! <laughs>
3: Yeah, those the very iconic commercials. Yeah, it's especially with the Dr. Dreadful because the first shot of the commercial, I think, is just his face like up in the camera as close as it could possibly get. Just like yeah. Dr. Dreadful's food lab. Just like
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: right all 90s things, a Dutch angle in the face
2: right in the camera. <laughs> Fish eye camera lens.
3: So yeah, what else is there to say
1: about Dr. Dreadful's food lab, drink lab? And do you remember the third one, Jordy? It feels
3: like there should be a third one.
2: Dr. Dreffel did have the ice cream machine. Yes,
3: I knew there was a ice dessert cream. one. I there knew there we was a go. dessert one. Those homemade ice cream machines back then that would just have to churn for like 3 4 All hours, right. and <laughs> <just> keep going. <laughs> so
1: so that makes sense why people say that,
3: you know, they do this weird
1: neighborhood kid thing where they turn a bike upside down and they do the pedals with their hands and they're like i'm making ice cream
2: it all comes together because i don't
1: remember doing that (laughs) oh actually i did i had a plastic little tykes big wheel that i did that with when i was like four years old so only 90s kids know
3: (laughs) (laughs) i think i had the baskin robbins uh, ice cream kit and that one i was like I was like one of those kids that was like, oh, I can't use this. I have to save it for like a special occasion. So I didn't eat like any of the flavors and then they all expired. And I never got oh, no. to eat
1: <laughs> Man, if you're going to do that, you should just left it sealed and sold it on eBay for a thousand bucks or something. Oh,
3: I know I should have held on to all of the stuff from my childhood, but I yeah. think at least when I got rid of the Furby, that made sense because I was like, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't handle it. You can't eat noise.
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> <Woo-hoo>.
2: <laughs> my next one, you actually, Creepy Crawlers was one of mine. -hmm. Also, but there's nothing else to add to that one. And Dr. Dreadful, also, but there is actually the next thing I'm going to talk about has a tie in that's somewhat to Dr. Dreadful. So, this is the next one's a setup for the final one, but there was Monster Face. Yes, Mm -hmm. that was on
1: my list too, as an honorable mention.
2: And this one was a skull where you could make different faces. You could make uh, little pus or blood that would chuck out of the face and put eyes and eyebrows and see little skull, not uh, skull, but uh, brain fragments and make it as absolutely disgusting as possible.
0: Master the years? Well, we go? not be more disgusting. How about some bubbling boiled angry? green go on. Now! my lunch?
2: Monster Face, the gruesome monster head you make and remake into the most monstrous monsters imaginable. It's alive!
0: Then you bring it to life! Now for the test! It works!
2: Monster Face comes with everything shown here. Now this one was just for show, uh, where it was just this nasty putty and, and gelatin stuff. If you combined Monster Face... And Dr. Dreadful, you got Goosebumps reading and screen. What? Goosebumps had a skull where you could add face fragments to it. And it was Dr. Dreadful food wow uh, that you could actually use to eat so the the decorations were things that you could actually eat bizarre and, and this kid was uh in the commercial was making this thing be as disgusting as possible and then right at the end goes to show it to his dad and of course you don't see the dad you see the newspaper up
1: right from Typical the, the dad. torso
2: up but <laughs> you just see the legs on down then he pulls the f- newspaper down and it looked like the monster from uh my librarian or my substitute teacher or oh the girl who
1: cried monster book
2: that oh yeah. it was that monster but oh, it but mr mortman it was that monster makeup i should say uh-huh. it wasn't yeah. the actual actor but it was the voice actor who did the voice of the Crypt keeper. oh oh so, what so an interesting combination and went oh it looks great yeah
0: now the horror is in your hands with Goosebumps Monster Head Maker. Create four hideous heads from the chilling tales of R.L. Stine, or eye-popping creations from your imagination that drip and drool. I've got a runny nose. Talk about gross. Crack open a dread head. Monster blood. Or try edible brain bites. Look, Dad. <laughs> goosebumps brain bites you can eat monster head maker and dreadhead you can't eat sold separately
3: wow wild yeah yeah i vaguely remember this but yeah i've seen the the photos and it's like one of the harder goosebumps collectibles to get because it's like got a thousand pieces and expirable right. things and stuff like that but not, yeah sounds it was really messy face. too yeah yeah you like get sticky and all sorts of stuff but yeah it was so awesome it was like that what you're talking about it's just like the monster face uh but with like actual edible stuff. And then of course it's got like the added angle of being like goosebumps. I can't mm-hmm. remember if it was like curly or if they'd had like, it was obviously you built up the faces. So I think you right. had like parts to build up like a few different. I mean, if he had glasses,
1: too. red eyes and a fuchsia mohawk, it's gotta be him. I don't know who else they'd pick other than like the say and die <laughs> skeletons.
3: Yeah. I think it had a mohawk or it had like little things that you stuck in like little yeah. like, colored hairs that were like blue huh. to purple. And you like, stick it into the top of the head and stuff like that, so you could make like a mohawk or whatever you so chose. It's a wild
1: toy, it's like creepy version of Mr. Potato Head mixed with all sorts of gimmicks, like Dr. <laughs> Dreadful. Too, what is exactly. it trying to be? It's a Franken toy,
2: <laughs> it is, it really is. Uh, the, the monster head maker, mm. yeah, yep, there it is. Good got it. all the
3: Goosebumps toys were just some good classics, man. There was a uh especially that the fast food ones and stuff that just like, yeah, themselves into my brain back then.
1: Yeah. And I think that's why goosebumps sticks with people more than are you afraid of the dark? I mean, granted it's not as high quality with storytelling for TV shows, but you know, they just had their, I don't even know how to describe their um, marketing ad campaign. It was just like a powerhouse. They had endless money to do whatever and inject themselves to whatever businesses they could possible just to keep it fresh in people's memories.
3: And it worked. Yeah. A big golden goose for Scholastic. Once they realized that people were going to spend the money on it, they just kept going with it and going with it until they could. That's why there's so much Goosebumps merchandise. It's almost insane to the degree of what you can find. There's like one guy on the internet, Goosebumps Aussie fan. Uh-huh. He's got like the biggest collection that I've seen of it, of anybody. And it's it's when you see all of it together, you're like, wow, somebody had to take the time to design every piece of packaging, come up with every single toy for this right. one marketing campaign, for this one book series. And then when you compare it to people like "Are You Afraid of the Dark," where you're like just like three VHSs and <laughs> a board game—that's about it. Books. <laughs> I was just
2: thinking the same thing. It's like it's it's a uh, Nickelodeon had a great missed opportunity with that one.
1: But at the same yeah. time, it also maintained the integrity of the show because people prefer the show over Goosebumps just for like the the deeper, darker nature. Agreed.
3: Yeah, Goosebumps was like action and childhood, and "Are You Afraid of the Dark" was like adolescence and growing up. And yeah, definitely like more mature. mature.
1: Cool. Well, I'm going to dive into uh, my final pick. But before that, I'm going to give another honorable mention to like quite possibly the simplest uh, Halloween commercial that I remember as a kid, uh, which is the Vampire Reese's Peanut Butter Cup commercial.
2: I had that one too.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. For those who remember, that is basically just looking at two Reese's Peanut Butter Cups in front of the package. And there, there might have been some spooky fog and maybe a haunted house and some creepy dark trees <laughs> behind it. Um, but what I remember about that the most is the, the two distinct like vampire fang holes inside the peanut butter cup. Yep. And I was thinking to myself, wait a minute, how am I going to eat it like that once I get the cup? I don't have fangs. I can't <laughs> I can't pierce it like that. How am I going to eat it? And I was just <laughs> having this existential crisis as like a four year old because I couldn't mimic the bite marks that they showed on TV. So that's why it stuck out with me.
0: How a county peanut butter cup. I like to eat the peanut butter first. (laughs) There's no wrong way to eat a Reese's. But
1: eventually I just didn't care. And, you know, I chose my own different ways to eat the peanut butter cup. I'd do like the standard bite and then I'd like make star shapes with the bite or like somehow carve shapes into it with like a little play knife, you know, stuff like that. But it gets you thinking that you can get pretty creative with your food when you have a little bit of a, inspiration
3: from a commercial like this <laughs> yeah what right. bothered me about it was like i the same thing is like you see like the vampire he like reaches over you just see his hand he picks up the reese's he puts it back it's got the two fang holes and that was that like, got me thinking I'm like do they suck the peanut butter out through their fangs <laughs> i thought peanut yeah, butter yeah, sticks to the fangs <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or do, do they suck the blood out of their fangs too it's like no that none of that's possible you know you can't suck with your teeth that doesn't work so it's like yeah. that was one of those things where it like made me like overthink vampires just because of a Reese's commercial <laughs> yeah
1: yeah that's where it falls apart for me and that's why I had to put it on my honorable mention list and not my official list uh just due to the fact that it it just creates more questions than answers when you see that imagery
3: I had a uh, one more honorable mention I don't know if go you guys want to go through it yeah so, so it's uh you guys probably remember this one cuz this played I think even well into the 2000s for a while but this is the Honey Nut Cheerios the Bee meets Frankenstein commercial. Yes.
0: Mm. And
3: Frankenstein's like oh 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 and the Honey Nut Cheerios bee it's like black and white shot like an old like Hammer horror film and it, the uh Frankenstein's coming, Frankenstein's monster is coming in, and he's like, oh, and then the bee's like, oh, Frank, what's wrong? Here, have a
2: bowl of Cheerios. And it's like, hey, see, isn't that better? It's like, oh. (laughs) I I think that was actually clips from the Frankenstein movie, the old black and white movie. Yeah. Pretty sure. Uh, Either that or they made it look as close as possible to the old Frankenstein movie. And it was the scene when he walked into the priest's home and the priest was giving him uh, a bowl of soup. But instead of the bowl of soup, it was a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Hi. Uh, you look like you could use some breakfast. How about some Honey Nut Cheerios? It's okay. It's okay. Look, it's got real golden honey. Honey, good. Good.
3: Good. Nice. Yeah, that was just iconic commercial. I remember that playing every year Halloween time because I guess it just didn't get old. You know, it wasn't one of those stuck into the time kind of commercials like maybe Dr. Dreadful's Food Lab. <laughs> right. It, yeah. it was the equivalent 90s. of
2: the Fruity Pebbles Christmas, mm. where Santa Claus came down the chimney. It it was that for Halloween with uh, Honey Nut Cheerios.
3: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah and you, I think uh, I was going to say you can still play them today, and they still feel fresh. Like yeah. that's the beauty yeah. of these types of commercials
3: yeah timeless commercials yeah there was one more it was like uh fruity pebbles i think it was like yeah there's one with a ghost yeah
1: and he was a skeleton underneath
3: yeah he takes off the uh barney's like ghost costume he's a skeleton underneath
1: (laughs) what does that have to do with fruity pebbles i don't care but i'll still eat them because they're colorful
3: (laughs) (laughs) just keep playing it every halloween (laughs) yeah
0: yeah i may be stranded but at least i got my fruity pebbles
2: (laughs) Only a Fruity Pebbles can set my spirit free. My Fruity Pebbles? Oh, okay.
3: Mmm,
0: frighteningly fruity flavors. Thanks, Fred. Barney! Boo. Yeah. Bon Appetit. (laughs) Post Fruity Pebbles cereal, part of this complete breakfast.
2: Uh, The only other thing that I really had for any kind of an honorable mention, and it wasn't a specific commercial, but it was just the, Seeing the commercials for It's a Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown.
1: Mm, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a memorable episode in itself. So it
2: lends itself to uh,
1: stickiness in terms of the nostalgia.
2: I mean, every mm-hmm. year for Christmas, there's all kinds of Christmas specials that you've got to watch, but there's not as many Halloween ones. Uh, so the commercials for the It's a Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and then the Hanna-Barbera at the Halloween tree. Uh, those are pretty much the only two Halloween themed things that came on television that were resyndicated every year at least for a while uh with the halloween tree but those i always looked forward to seeing
0: dear great pumpkin i'm looking forward to your arrival on halloween night they're back all the little peanuts characters in a happy halloween special filled with ghosties and ghoulies and things that go bump in the night it's the great pumpkin charlie brown monday at eight seven central and mountain yeah. too bad they
3: don't i don't think they do the great pumpkin anymore right they like ended the they had two, like had a tradition of doing it every year and is it two pc now
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> somebody's canceled. getting offended uh, charlie was regular size pumpkin don't judge the pumpkin <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. So I I had to make this. I mean, obviously we're not doing a number one list. This is memorable, but for my most memorable Halloween commercial, I had to go with this one. It's from 1993 and this pretty much started my obsession with this particular toy slash movie property. And if you're thinking about what came out in 1993, that was important and kind of Halloween related. uh, You know what I'm referring to. Uh, There was toy commercials for Nightmare Before Christmas. And yep. it, it like showed all the different toys too. There's like the mayor with the spinning head with the two faces. There is like the weird guy with the ax in his head. Who's like, Bunny! and his eyes <laughs> would like move when you like move his arms. There was uh, Sally. I think her limbs detached. There was Jack who was like, like posable, like a bendy character. And he had like a Christmas version too, where his beard detached and his hat detached. But the one, Oh, there's the Dr. Fink or Frank one. Uh, Where like his head would like open up and you can like remove his brain, which is pretty cool. And then of course there's the one that I tried to find in toy stores everywhere. I remember going to like Toy Works, Toys R Us, even like more smaller mom and pop toy stores to find the Oogie Boogie one, who's like this big pillowy green character. And when you squeeze them, all the bugs came out. For some reason, when I saw like Jack Skellington peel his like burlap sack skin off in the movie to reveal just all those bugs i like became nauseous terrified and intrigued <laughs> all at the same time so for some reason i was i was scared of the commercial whenever it showed that part and you know you had that hand there and how the model of halloween town going like Ooh, what's inside oogie boogie and then it's like leaning into you and all the guts are spewing insects i'm like get that away from you
0: yeah i still wanted it
1: <laughs> i didn't understand that but You know, I just remember going with my mom and my grandma trying to find it and I just could not for the life of me find it because apparently he was more popular than the main character himself. It's the
0: Nightmare Before Christmas Toy
1: Collection. What's this? It's Jack!
2: I am the Pumpkin King! And look! I'm going Christmasing! What's this? The werewolves howling and Sally's losing all her arms and legs and things! What's this? Santa's giving presents! Evil scientists are bright! Lock or and shock and barrel or trick-or-treat throughout the night! The mayor's kind of two-faced, behemoth's got an ache! And inside, oogie-boogie, you'll find worms and bugs and snakes!
0: What is this? It's the Nightmare Before Christmas Toy Collection. Each sold separately, background sets not available.
1: If you hold on a sec, I'm going to mention another toy that I did get and was from 1993 that I found at a KB Toys. Check this bad boy out. This is the original Jack Skellington doll and Zero uh, that showed up in 1993. These were like the big, plushy, posable dolls, and they only had two of them. There was the Jack Skellington and Zero, and then there was Sally. I should have gotten the Sally one when I was there, even though my grandma offered me, but I'm like, no, Sally's for girls, so that was, <laughs> that was a dumb prejudice decision that I didn't know any better back then, because <laughs> they would have been worth a lot now, um, but this is pretty much my most prized toy possession from my childhood, and it's amazing that he's still in great condition all these years later. He rotates his head. And sometimes I would like pop his head off and put zeros on tops and act like that zero was like <laughs> a dog man in a tuxedo. So
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, or look like that's one crazy. Of the,
2: or look like one of the characters from Beetlejuice who was trying to scare the family. Yeah. Or um, like the
1: shrunken head character with like mismatched head yeah. with his body. Oh, so man. that's that's like probably my most memorable commercial that toy commercial just getting the stuff jack Skellington and zero because of it and still having it today in great condition yeah Yeah. that
3: movie dominated for sure when it first came out still does till this day
1: yeah it it has a surprisingly solid following like even throughout the 2000s for some reason it was popular at hot topic as like a goth thing and now it's just Mm -hmm. like in mainstream pop culture again even though you know the movie came out like what 27 28 years ago which is ridiculous but you know as we know nostalgia comes in waves and yeah. what's old is new again oh, i know there is one where like there was a vampire going to a monster mash party at a haunted house and the the doorman was giving him a hard time because he had like a certain flavor doritos with him do you remember that
3: I, a halloween doritos commercial does sound familiar oh was okay like, i know one
1: it was the old fashioned bag with like white and then the Doritos are mm-hmm. like in orange and yellow corn chip shapes.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It sounds vaguely familiar. I do have one now that I'm thinking about there's a uh, old Spud McKenzie Bud Light ad. And ah. was, uh, for the, one of the, the year was like one of the years where they were putting promotional stuff on the boxes for the Bud Light. Mm-hmm. And, uh, on the Bud Light, it was like these masks that you could get, I guess, like an impromptu mask if you're at like a Halloween party and you bring the Bud Light. So I specifically remember it was like Spud McKenzie. He had like the vampire collar and cape and everything. And then with the ladies, like he always was. Uh, But yeah, that one was specifically, I remember just like the vampire version of Spud's McKenzie. And then I saw like the promo toys a bunch at the time. And then at the Mm -hmm. grocery store, they had the cardboard cutout of them. So that's another one I definitely specifically remember. Had a toy version of Bud Light, <laughs> get,
1: getting kids into drinking before they even know
2: how to drink. <laughs> Look, I could be just like Daddy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> get your own can, son. Yeah,
3: I just that Spud McKenzie little stuffed toy. I don't know why. Like that, I remember having one, and I remember other kids had one too. And it was like, a, it was a beer mascot, but for some reason, it just like transcended down to kids. Guess a cute dog with a spot on its eye
0: there's a vacancy at the Bates Motel. Norman, is that you? No, it's Spud McKenzie, and it could be you. Look for this display and enter Bud Light's psycho sweepstakes to win a Bud Light party with Spud McKenzie at the Psycho Mansion. You could even get a mug like Spud and participating retailers. Wow! That's Spuds is so cool
2: My top pick, or I should say the one that's most memorable for me, and this is more late 80s than 90s, but uh, the character was definitely in the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. For any of you listeners who were not around in the late 80s, early 90s, 900 phone numbers were everywhere in that time frame paid two dollars for the first three minutes and then it was a dollar for every minute after and they had everything i mean they had santa claus you can call santa claus and he would talk to you for a minute and they had one for he-man in the late 80s but the one that terrified me and the one that stuck with me i don't remember where i saw it i don't remember if it was at my while my mom and dad were watching probably while my dad was watching tv And I got up in the middle of the night for something, but they had a 904 Freddy Krueger.
3: Yep. Oh. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that one. Yeah, the call Freddy. That ad was so iconic.
2: Hey, call. (laughs) Yeah. And he was, he call him, I'll tell you a bedtime story. dead time story <laughs> and, and that just, mm-mm. foolish friends freddy krueger is
0: on your phone dial this number now i've got some tales to tell freddy's favorite bedtime stories <laughs> dead time stories all brand new straight from my boiler room to your home it's freddy krueger on your phone so dial this number now if you dare tell them freddy sent you two dollars the first minute 45 cents each additional minute children get your parents permission before you dial
2: at the time i hadn't seen any freddie movies but i knew who freddie was and i th- i'm pretty sure that came on around the halloween season when everything was getting spooky uh it might have come out whenever the the latest movie came out i, th- I think it was either dream warriors or dream uh child i don't really remember which one um not Dream Child, uh, Dream Master. The idea of I am able to call Freddy and get a story from him. Mm-mm. No, thank you.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. considering the fact that he would enter your your nightmares and kill people while they're yeah. in their sleep, you don't want to you don't want to take that risk. You don't know what he's going to do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that that was scarier to me than the Tales from the Crypt intro.
3: Mm. Yeah, that was scary too. Yeah, the Crypt Keeper, you know, they they and Freddy Krueger are so similar in the way that they make funny jokes or punny jokes, and they're just constantly. But the Crypt Keeper seems safer to be around. Than <laughs> yeah, for some reason, he's playfully
1: crazy. <laughs> like he he's not going to actually hurt you. He's just going to have fun torturing you lightly.
3: Exactly. Whereas Freddy, every time you hear him make a joke, he usually kills someone after. So yeah. it's not <laughs> as comfortable. Get the yeah, point,
1: and then he shoves his like razor fingers into your heart. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I wonder if you're that lucky, right? If the show there, because there was the Freddy show, yep. uh, the Freddy Krueger show was on. At, I don't know if it was on at the same time, but it would make sense that it would probably be on around the same time. Yeah, Freddy's uh, nightmares. that they were doing that. Yeah, Freddy's nightmares. Yeah, Jason had a show too, but I, I don't even think I caught the Friday Thirteenth show many times when it was on. They didn't have Jason in it. I don't think it was just like remember. focusing on other characters. Yeah, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the Freddy, the call Freddy that one. I still, till this day, uh, like watching that commercial, just turning on like those (laughs) Halloween commercial binge (laughs) things and just watching it. So iconic.
1: (laughs) Cool. Well, I think this uh, wraps up our trip down memory lane uh, for our favorite Halloween commercials from, you know, pretty much the nineties, late eighties. Any final thoughts guys, before we head on out for tonight?
2: Stay tuned. We got some pretty awesome stuff for the month of October. We got a Pretty special thing coming up very, very soon. Again, thank you so much to Jordy for joining us today. It's a pleasure to have you with us, and we look forward to having you again.
3: Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. It's real fun to, you know, go back through the memories of Halloween, talk about these old ads that like helped (laughs) develop our obsessions that lasted for years later.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and who would have thought that our obsessions would bring people together over the internet? Because even though we think we're crazy in our own love of, you know, nostalgia, whether what whatever decade it is, um, we still find those common interests to connect with people. And and it turns out that they're just like us or very similar. So yeah, thank you for connecting with us, um, sharing your memories with us on this episode. And I'm sure we'll see you again in the near future for, you know, Goosebumps, Are You Afraid of Dark or anything else that comes to mind.
3: Yeah, I'd love to come back again in the future and talk with you guys
2: again. (laughs) This is real fun. Definitely. And slimesters and gackoids, what are some Halloween commercials that you guys remember? Make sure to email us at SplatAttack2021 at gmail.com and put it in the comment section on Instagram. Let us know what you guys remember the most.
1: Yeah, we're found at a Splat Attack Podcast on Instagram. We're also on Podbean, Spotify. Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Listen Notes, Google Play, all that good stuff. Basically, wherever you're listening to podcasts. So if you happen to listen to us on any of those platforms, please feel free to uh, rate and review us because that really helps us grow as a podcast and just get our feelers out there to connect with more uh, nostalgic, cool cats like you and I.
2: Jordy, where can everybody follow you at?
3: Oh, yeah. If you guys want to come give me a check out, uh, I'm at Instagram at uh, Nostalgia. All one word. And uh, you can also go to nostalgiautopia.com if you want to check out more videos, radio, and uh products as well. Sounds
1: great, Jordy. All right,
3: ghouloids
1: and spooksters, we will splat you later for another spectacular episode of Splat Attack. Mw-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. Cue organ music.
0: horrifying isn't it
3: reprise the theme song and roll the credits
0: hard to believe folks but it's time to say goodbye nighty
3: night hey check us out next time for more adventure
1: and another great legend of the hidden temple
0: what do we do to them chill for a couple we'll be back you're on nick and it was time for the
3: superhero to move on
0: declare this meeting of the midnight society closed oh, bye bye